Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. What I'd ask to do is, is just encourage you to open up your Bibles or your Bible apps and follow along. Uh, we again have this longer lesson, uh, and, and I think it's helpful to, to actually see it in front of you. And, and I could put it up on the screen, but I don't know about you, but I don't have a screen that big at home, and most of my Bible reading is not on a big screen like that. It's either on a book or on my phone, and that's what I want to train you to do. So that's why I'm not putting it up there. I'd ask you to open up your Bibles, open up your Bible apps to Ephesians chapter 5. So here the Apostle Paul is talking about our different roles within the family church, both the biological family church and, and the, the extended family, the functional family. Begins with verse 21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one has ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does for the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Now, that's a really, really long lesson. And I don't expect you to, to, to remember all of that. But the good news is really my text is just based on the first verse. And it's my prayer that we will be able 
to memorize this one verse by the end of the message. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uh, Let's read it together. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And now, if you, if you looked on the back of the worship folder, uh, you'll see that, that I, I divided this simple sentence into three parts. Submit is pictured as a spinning top, and uh, one another is pictured as a cross, and then out of reverence for Christ is pictured as a magnet. Now, first of all, submit. Why, why is submit pictured uh, on the back of the worship folder as a spinning top? Well, the word submit in the Greek original and in this uh, English word that is based on the Latin, the Latin word has the same idea. The Greek and Latin both have the idea of send under. You can see the sub you know, so you send under. You send yourself under. That's what Jesus did for us, right? He sent himself under all the rest of us. He's the tip of the pyramid, but the pyramid is inverted. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So he sent himself under. He submitted himself and put the needs of all of us before his own. He came to serve us. And now Jesus calls upon us to follow him, right? To deny ourselves, to take up our cross and follow him. And so what is true of Jesus is also to be true of us. That we are to be at the the tip of the pyramid, inverted. That we are not here to to make other people serve us, but we are here to serve everybody else, to put the needs of others before our own. Now, I could have just used a triangle to try to picture that, but you know what? I I tried for quite a while, and I just could not make this triangle stand on the tip. I I just couldn't make it happen. And then I I remembered, oh yeah, when I was a kid, we had these spinning tops. And and these spinning tops, uh, they have a point at the bottom, and yet they are able to stand. Isn't that fascinating? It's a, it's a pyramid, a triangle that stands. But it doesn't stand on its, by itself, right? Here, I've got to move it so that you guys can enjoy the top too. It doesn't stand by itself. There's got to be some power added to it to make it spin. And if the power is added, then then everything works great. It's in balance and and, and it will keep on spinning for a long time. And that's a great reminder to us that this whole section that talks about our roles in our families, whether they're biological or functional, our roles in our families uh, depend on us 
putting ourselves under others, to put the needs of the rest of the family before our own, and the only way we can do that consistently is if there is some power that is added to us. And so the Apostle Paul begins this section, really, in verse 18, where he says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, that you and I need to feel the spin of the Holy Spirit, right? To keep life in balance. We, we need to, to use God's word and sacraments so that the Holy Spirit is working powerfully in us so that we can put the needs of others before our own. Now that's a marvelous picture of that top. The trouble is, the, the pyramid above us is not perfectly balanced. Uh, There are some people that are relatively easy to get along with in our family, and then there are some EGRs. Many of you know what EGRs are. EGRs are extra grace required people. This is not a time for husbands and wives to look at each other. Just look straight ahead, right? So there's EGRs in our functional families and in our biological families. People just, it it requires more grace to love them, right? So, Let's picture that as, as, as you put a ring on this uh, top, and, and, you know, it's kind of out of balance. You know, it, it, it's hard to keep it, keep it going. So the reason why I wanted to mention this is none of our families are the perfect families, right? We all have EGRs. And when you're struggling with EGRs, that's the God's call to you. I need more power from the Holy Spirit than ever, right? To be in God's word and sacraments so that even though it is hard, you can keep on in your role as putting the needs of others before your own. So that leads into that idea, that that second picture, that there are some EGRs. So we wish that our lives and our married lives and our our families and our groups of friends would be just this little foretaste of heaven, right? We want our families to be foretastes of heaven. The trouble is there are EGRs present, and that, that EGR is you. And it makes it hard. And so you have to take up your cross and follow Jesus. You see, being a part of a family and serving in a Christian way means denying yourself, saying no to your sinful nature, and taking up the cross to follow Jesus. Jesus didn't say, follow me into the bliss of heaven right now. He said, I went through the cross and you'll need to too. Because we have EGRs and we are all, remember, we're all the EGRs to Christ. So, what What are the crosses that God gives us in our families, in our different roles? Uh, The Apostle Paul begins with wives. He says, wives, 
Submit yourselves to the Lord, or to your husbands as to the Lord. And, I, and on the back of the worship folder, I, I just summarize uh, that cross as Christian wives saying, I'm not the boss. Ooh, that's hard. To say, God has given my husband the role to be the spiritual leader, to be the spiritual shepherd in my family, and I'm going to do all that I can to build him up. And, and, and guys, let's be honest and, and, and say that we don't really understand how hard it is for our Christian sisters to carry that cross, especially in our society. And let's even be more transparent and admit one of the reasons why it's so hard for Christian wives to submit to their husbands is because their husbands are the EGRs in the family. Dear sisters, it's a heavy cross. It's easy to get bitter and angry. And Jesus says, Wives may be going, we got the bigger cross. The guys have the littler cross. God has not asked us to compare crosses. You know, that's part of our sinful nature. We see the crosses that people are bearing, the, the, the challenges that they have, and, and so it's so easy to say, I have it so much harder than they do. God isn't asking us to make comparisons of, how, of the crosses we carry. He's just asking each one of us, do you understand your cross? So guys, the Holy Spirit says, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I, I summarize that cross is, I'm not the boss. Now that sounds contradictory because that's what I just said about Christian wives, but it's really the same because the husband isn't really the boss of the family. The boss of the family is Jesus in a Christian household. And Jesus is calling Christian husbands, sacrifice yourself for your wives and children just the same way that Jesus sacrificed himself for us. To, to put the needs of our wives and our children before our own, to put their comfort as more important than our own. And here's one of the biggest parts of the cross that Jesus is asking us to carry. You see, carrying a cross is not really what you have to do. It's, it's he said, deny yourself. It, the, the biggest part of the cross is what's inside of us as our sinful nature gets bitter and angry. You know, so often we as Christian husbands we sacrifice the best way that we can for our wives and children, and we sure let them know that we do, right? Deny yourself. Stop looking for the pat on the back. Just recognize this is your call. Stop resenting the sacrifices that you make. This is your call. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. Kids have to carry crosses too. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. I, I summarize that by saying, I'm not the adult. I don't get the one, I, I'm not the one who gets to write the rules. 
Now that's a pretty heavy cross because, because as, as kids, you all know that you know better than anybody else and your, your parents are some of the most foolish people you have ever met, especially the older you get. They get, seem to get more foolish. I'm not the adult. To take up your cross, deny yourself, deny your, your desire to rebel, deny your desire to judge the inconsistencies that you see in your parents, to take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow Jesus. And, and parents, there's a pretty heavy cross for parents too. Fathers, do not exasperate your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. I summarize that cross by saying, I'm not the friend, right? Well, we want to be friendly with our kids, but, but we have to recognize God has not called us to be buddy-buddy. He has called us to be the, the, the spiritual leader who helps our children understand the power of the sinful nature within them and understands who they are in Christ. It is so hard to be a Christian parent, to preach gospel, law, gospel, law, gospel. And you go, wait a second. Good Lutherans know that it's just law and gospel. Why is it gospel, law, gospel, law, gospel? Because our call is is not just to let our kids know the law. Our call is first of all to bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. What's, what does God want our kids to know most of all? Their identity, right? We began last week with Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. Dearly beloved children of God. Gospel. Let's remind our kids as, as parents grandparents, uncles, and aunts, are we bringing the gospel into the lives of our kids? Are, are, we, are we using God's word? Are we encouraging them to claim their identity? You are dearly loved by your heavenly Father. You are infinitely precious. Gospel. Because that will set the stage for them to, to recognize there are rights and wrongs. We have to teach the kids the, the, the commandments of God, right? Gospel law. And when we teach them they will fail because they have a sinful nature inherited from us, and so we need to be focused on the gospel right in the center, right? The gospel that God forgives you and I forgive you too. And then law, okay, I blew it and I'm forgiven, now what do I do? And, and to use God's law as a guide to, to help your kids understand this is how to take up their cross and follow Jesus. And then finally, gospel to remind them that you have confidence in them because the Holy Spirit who is, wor- is working in them. We just celebrated that for Bear tonight, today. It's been a long day already, it feels like night. We've already, cel- we just celebrated that for Bear this, this morning. You know, there's this marvelous passage right at the end of the Pentecost sermon where it says that, that uh, they're to... Re- be baptized for the forgiveness of sins and you will receive the 
gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and for your children, the gift of the Holy Spirit that had just enabled the disciples to speak in languages they'd never learned, to, to have the courage to stand up before thousands. That's the Holy Spirit that is promised to bear in his baptism. That's the Holy Spirit that's promised to each one of us in our baptisms. That's the promise that you want to leave your kids with. I have confidence in you that the Holy Spirit is working and will continue to work in you and help you grow and mature. And this, is, this gets harder the older you get. It's hard to be the parent for Bear now because he makes you wake up in the middle of the night. But let me tell you, when, when he's about 15 years old, it'll get even harder because you're struggling to find that balance between, you know, okay, he, he, he's starting to become an adult. Why don't we treat him to gradually to, to, to learn, go from dependence into interdependence? That's so hard. And he will be just so clear in his judgment, he will see all of your inconsistencies. And that's all the more reason that in our teenage years, we've got to keep the Holy Spirit involved in our families. Because it's only the Holy Spirit who will give us the power as moms and dads, as children, as grandmas and grandpas and uncles and aunts to deny ourselves, to deny what's the easy, to put the needs of the other before ourselves, to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. Now, the Apostle Paul then goes on and, and expands it because in the, the, in the uh, culture that Paul lived in, slavery was just a fact of life. He's not condoning that economic you know, status. He's just saying this is a fact. In the Roman Empire, it's estimated that 30% of the population were slaves. And in the Christian congregation in Ephesus, probably the proportion was higher. And, and so he says, you know, slaves. And for us, in our, our economy, it would be, if I see myself as, as an employee, I have a boss above me, that I recognize I'm not the boss. O obey, not just when their eye is on you, but obey because you're serving Christ wholeheartedly. To, to, to deny yourself that, that desire to be bitter and angry and gossip and, and complain about your boss behind his back. To deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus as you carry out your roles in the, the larger circle of friends and coworkers. And if you're in that place where, where you are the, the master equivalent, if you are the boss or the supervisor, that you remember that you are at the bottom of the pyramid, that God has called you to submit, to send yourself under your employees, the, the people that you supervise, and say, how can I best serve them? Because I want them to prosper. Their needs are really more important than mine because we have the same master in heaven. You see, every one of our relationships can be understood on the basis of this one passage. Submit to one another. Send yourself under others to serve them in whatever role I have. And it will involve cross-bearing for all of us. And then the last phrase is out of reverence for Christ. And Imagine that cross is a magnet. And the harder you try 
to carry out your roles in the biological family, in your functional family, the more you're going to see that, that you are the EGR who needs more grace. And the more you can appreciate that Jesus is the magnet that draws all your guilt to himself. You know, I have to admit that guilt is a huge part of my life. And, and, and I, I constantly am accusing myself not only for, for failing in my roles as husband and, and, and father and grandfather and friend, but also the bitterness that rises up within me. You know, see that, that, that call to deny that part of me. I see my sin so great and, and, and Satan is always accusing me. I need to remember that we're doing this out of reverence for Christ, that Christ is the magnet that draws all of our guilt to himself. I love this passage from Colossians chapter one. Why don't you read it with me? God has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. This is such a marvelous promise that God says, I don't accuse you. You don't have to accuse yourself. It is presumptuous on our parts when we constantly accuse ourselves of the, the failings. God says, I've forgiven you. Let it go. You don't have to accuse yourself. Remember, you are a dearly loved child of God. Celebrate the power of the magnet in you that he has drawn all of your guilt to himself and died on the cross. And then celebrate the power of the magnet through you. You see, what is amazing about magnets is even though these rings are not magnets, the power of the magnet works through the rings to hold other people to the magnet. Celebrate the power of the magnet through you. That is, you daily take up your cross, you deny yourself, you follow Jesus and all the roles that God has given you. That God is using that to work through you to draw people closer to Christ. That's what the mission of our congregation is. That's the mission of our functional families. That's the mission of our biological families. Let's recite that mission together. By every possible means, we bring every person within our area of influence closer to Christ. So, I didn't expect you to memorize the whole text. I didn't, but I did memorize the first verse, and I pray that you have too. Let's read it together. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Amen. And let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for all the blessings that we have received through our families, uh, the, the, the physical, material blessings, but especially thank you for the spiritual blessings you've given us through our families. Help us to think through what, what's, what's our role? How, how do we put the needs of the people in our families before our own? To, to follow you, to submit 
to them like you submitted to me. And then, Lord, we just pray that you would hear so many fervent prayers. And you would answer. We, we know that you hear. We know that you answer. But help us to believe. Because it, when we gather together like this, I, I just wonder how many times you are hearing prayers of parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts and friends bringing names to you and saying, Lord, Lord, bring this person closer to you. Let them know the comfort that we have, that they are free from accusation, that they are their dearly loved children. Lord, bring them closer to you like we're close to you. And so, Lord, we ask, make us part of the solution. Let the power of your magnetic love work through us that you would use us to draw our children, our friends' children, our neighbors, our, the people in our small group, that you would allow your power to work through us and draw everybody in our area of influence closer to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And in his name we pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.